talk about courage and an encouragement. Courage and an encouragement. Turn to Psalm 65, 11. Before we get started, I want to remind you of something. Psalm 65, 11. Before we get started, I want to remind you of something. Hallelujah. Here in 65, 11, Psalm 65, 11, it says, Thou crowneth the year with what? Thou crowneth the year with what? Goodness. And thy paths drop with what? Fatness. <coughs> this time that we're in right now with his goodness. Say it again. God crowns this time with his what? Goodness. Other translations read the second part. Thy paths drop with abundance. Let me say it again. Thy paths drop with what? Abundance. See, all of us at one time or another have been in times of battles or times of war. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on. There have been times where we've just been standing and standing and standing. Come on, say amen, somebody. And for a lot of us coming even into this year and even up to now, it has been a time of battle and a time of war. Am I talking to anybody in this room? But I want to let you know there's a shifting taking place. And it's monumental and where you're going in the days ahead. Let me say that again. There's a shifting taking place. And it's monumental and where you are going to be going in the days ahead. Oh, come on. Are you following me out here? See, we've had plenty of bad news. But guess what? We've had good news also. Amen. And good news always outweighs the bad news every single time. Somebody say every single time. See, it just depends on what you're focusing on. Amen. See, what you're focusing on will determine how it's going to go for you. Whether it's going to go good for you or bad for you. Are y'all with me out here? See, it's the good news that keeps changing our lives. Come on, it's the good news that keeps changing things in the days ahead. Come on, you with me out here? And see, these are the days in which God has designed for you a path. Let me say it again. These are the days in which God has designed for you a path. It's his path. Turn neighbor, his path. We're not talking about paths that you carved out for yourself. Amen. But if you get on his path, oh, you hear me. If you get on his path, tell your neighbor, if you get on his path, he says, thy paths, not your paths, but the path he has laid out for you, it will drop with fatness or drip with abundance. And see, our past dripping with abundance is dripping with God's peace. It's dripping with his power in our lives. Come on, say amen, somebody. 
It's driven with his healing. It's driven with his glory. It's driven with his goodness. Are y'all with me in here? Come on. It's driven with all the kind of all kinds of things that makes life rich that Jesus came to give us. So we're going to talk about some things that's going to help us. Amen. We're going to talk about some things that's going to help us get to that place and stand in it. Get to that place and what? Stand in it. So let's talk about some things. Amen. Let's talk about some heroes in the Bible. And let's start off talking about our hero, Joshua. We'll begin with Joshua. Somebody say Joshua. Let's talk about some things God did with Joshua and taking him, you know, taking the children of Israel out of where? Egypt, come on, and into the land of what? Promise. Now, we know they all came out of Egypt, and we know they went into the wilderness. And see, for those men and women that came out of Egypt, listen, even the wilderness was a major step up from where they came from. Come on, are you with me out here? See, we look at the wilderness as something bad. But if you think about it, where they just came from, this was the best thing they've ever had. Think about it. They were fed supernaturally in the wilderness every day. Come on, they were used to having very little, and now they're in a place where they have food from God every day. I'm not talking about my man from God every day. Come on. They were having bitter water turned sweet in the wilderness. They were seeing quail by the million sacrificing themselves. Come on. You with me out here? This is an amazing place. Now, it wasn't like this in Egypt. Come on. Come on. But God wanted Israel in that wilderness. Let me say it again. God wanted Israel in that wilderness. Now, we know they were there for a long time. God didn't intend for them to be in there a long time. But because of their disobedience, they were in there for a long time. For how many years? Forty years. But God wanted them in the wilderness to learn some things. Come on. Now, he wasn't beating them up to learn some things. No, he got them out of Egypt to help them learn some things. And sometimes God would take you out of Egypt to learn some things, even though you think you're in your wilderness. But there are some lessons to be learned before you go into your promised land. Come on, you follow me out here. Matter of fact, God said he wanted them to learn, and he even told Pharaoh what he wanted them to learn. Go to Exodus chapter 5, verse 1. That's why the Bible says don't think, don't think it's strange when you're going through fiery trials or temptations. Because in that wilderness experience, guess what? That's a learning experience. Neighbor, it's a learning experience. And sometimes we always look at that this wilderness as a bad experience because we're looking just at the bad. 
but we're not looking at what God is trying to teach me right now. What is God trying to show me right now? What is God trying to reveal to me right now? Come on, are you with me out there? But he told Pharaoh what he wanted him in the wilderness for. Why? It says in verse, chapter 5, verse 1 in Exodus, it says, Afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, And thus said the Lord God of Israel, Let my what? Let my people go. Why? That they may hold a feast unto me. Where? Where? In the wilderness. Well, he told, them, he told him again, amen, what he wanted to learn in Exodus chapter 7, verse 16. See, there are some things that you can learn in your wilderness. But if you get in a pity party, you won't learn nothing. So Exodus chapter 7, verse 16, he told him again, it said, Thou shalt say unto him, The Lord God of the Hebrews has sent me unto thee, saying, What? Let my people go. Why? That they may serve me where? In the wilderness. And behold, hitherto thou wouldst not hear. So what did he want them to learn in the wilderness? God wanted them to discover elements of worship and fellowship of God that they didn't have. Come on, are you with me out here? And it's the reason I bring this up because why? There are certain points that we have to major in in, our, in, in, in ourselves, folks. And see, God wanted them to discover the power of worship. God wanted them to discover how to follow God's leadership. Where? In the wilderness. Come on. What did he do? He gave them a cloud by day. And a pillar what? By night. Come on. They had to find out and see how and learn how to follow that leadership. And sometimes you're going through your wilderness experience because why? God's trying to see, are you going to follow me? During while you're in your wilderness experience. Come on, say amen somebody. Are you going to listen to me? Because the only way you're coming out is you better learn how to, what he's saying. You better know he's trying to get you out of that. But he says, I got, you, I got to teach you some things while you're in there. But you're going to learn how to follow me. Step by step. Come on, say amen, somebody. But think about it. They had to find out, see how, and learn how to follow that leadership. See, they knew they had to move when that cloud moved, folks. But guess what? The cloud didn't move every week. Hello? Come on. It didn't move this at the same time all the time. They couldn't just pack up on Friday knowing they were, that that cloud was going to leave on Saturday morning. What they had to do? They had to be ready to go or ready to stay. They had to be what? Ready to go or ready what? To stay. But they had to learn to follow that leadership. Come on, you follow me out here. They had to learn Listen, they had to learn that God was a God who would provide for them in the wilderness. 
me say that one more time. They had to learn that God was a God who would provide for them in where? The wilderness. See, they hadn't had provision, but God wanted them to understand provision. Amen. That he will always take care of them. Come on, say amen, somebody. Well, we know that wasn't the limit of what he wanted them to discover, but he had to teach them the simple ideas. Somebody say simple ideas. And see, these are the things that God has called us to do. He's called us to help people discover as we have discovered these things. Come on, are you with me out here? See, we're in times where God keeps showing us things. Is God showing anybody anything? We're in times where God keeps what? Showing us things, but we can't let people fall behind in the things that flipped our switch on in the beginning. Are you following me out here? Come on, I'm talking about the things God showed you. God showed me when we first gave our lives to Jesus. See, those things are just as vital right now at this very minute as they were the day you turned your life over to Jesus. Somebody said they're vital. And what we have learned, we have to teach others. Let me say it again. What we have learned, we have to do what? Teach others. So, you know, God took Israel through a lot of things in that wilderness. Come on, say amen, somebody. And we know if you read the story, they came to the edge where they could see the promised land. But I want to take you to something God told Joshua when Joshua was getting ready to step into leadership. When he's what? Getting ready to what? To step into leadership. See, Joshua had been a guy who was behind the scenes in a lot of ways. Come on, are you with me out here? Come on, he came out of Egypt, but now he's only part of a handful of people who are still alive. Everyone else died where? In the wilderness. They died in the wilderness and never stepped into that land that God had talked about. Come on, say amen, somebody. And where God, and the land God wanted them in. See, one thing you don't want to do, you don't want to die in the wilderness. Amen. Now, Joshua has this assignment. He has this assignment. What's he going to do? He's going to lead Israel in Moses' place, in Moses' absence. He's going to lead Israel into the land that God has what? Designed for them. Everything was about to change. Saying they were, everything was about to change. See, everything was about to change when they get to that land. And this is what God said to Joshua in that moment of stepping into that new place. And it was going to be a brand new place. Somebody say brand new place. So look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 6. This is what God said to Joshua. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Read along with me. Joshua chapter 1 verse 6. He says, be what? Strong and what? Be strong and what? Courageous. See, listen here. It's not enough just to be strong. He said, you got to be courageous. Tell your neighbor, you got to be courageous. So I want to talk to you about courage. Somebody say courage. Tell your neighbor, courage. It goes on to say in verse 7, look at verse 7. It says, be strong and what? And what? Very what? Courageous. 
Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be what? Successful in what? And everything you do. But notice that be strong. And this time he said, very courageous. He said what? Very what? Courageous. In other words, notice it's the same kind of strength. But just a little bit more courage. Because this time he said what? Very courageous. So let's talk about courage. See, you know courage when you see it, and you know courage when you don't see it. Come on. Sometimes it's been a little hard to define. So let me give you a couple of ideas that will help you define it. In the English dictionary, the word courage comes from the French word for heart. Somebody say heart. Say neighbor heart. So that tells us what it means to be courage. Come on. It means to what? It means to follow your heart, not your head. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. It means to what? To follow your heart, not your head. It means to follow your heart and not popular opinion. Oh, y'all listen to me out here. Come on, it means to follow your heart and not your circumstances. Are you with me out here? Follow your heart and not the easy road all the time. Follow what God has had placed on the inside of you even when it doesn't look like or sound like it would be the right road to take. I need to say that one more time. Follow what God puts on the inside of you. Even when it doesn't look like or sound like it would be the right road to take. Think about it. Think about something about the idea of increasing in God. Increasing in God. But the Bible tells us that to increase in God, it's going to also require that you give. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, something about that that doesn't work for a lot of people. (laughs) They're thinking, give so I can go up. Go down so that I can gain altitude. So in their mind, they're saying, that just don't work with me. Come on, say amen, somebody. So he says here, he tells him, be what? Strong and what? Be strong and what? Courageous. See, it's not enough just to be strong to do what God's called you to do, folks. Let me say it again. It's not enough just to be strong to do what God has called you to do. It's going to require courage. Somebody said courage. And what God has called us to do, folks, listen here, it's not for the faint-hearted. Say it again. It's not for the faint-hearted. Walking in the things of God or walking in things that God has called us to do is for the courageous. Yes. Amen. Somebody say courageous. Say, neighbor, it takes courage. 
It takes what? Following the plan that God puts on the inside of you, folks. Say, follow the plan. Look at Psalms 33, 11. I'm reading that from the New King James Version. It says, the counsel of the Lord, what? Stands as forever. The plans of his heart to what? All generation. The plans of whose heart? His heart. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, it takes Paul in the plan God put on the inside of you. He has plans for you that he'll drop in your heart. Look at Proverbs 19.21. Proverbs 19.21 says, There are many devices in a man's heart. Another translation said there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, nevertheless, what's going to stand? What's going to stand? Did it say your plans are going to stand? It said what? The counsel or the plans that God drops in your heart, that's what's going to stand, folks. And it takes maximizing that knowledge of God on the inside of you and walking into it and making a choice that you're going to pursue it whether you like it or not. And if anybody needed courage, guess what? It's going to be Joshua. Come on, it's going to be Joshua. Why? Joshua had lived with these people, folks. He heard them whining. He heard them crying. He listened to all their complaints. Come on, say amen, somebody. He lived with this kind of mindset. Amen? But what did God say? God said, you're going to need courage. He said, what? You're going to need what? You're going to need what? You're going to need what? I see your lips moving quicker. What are you going to need? All right. I'm looking at lips, you know. <laughs> Come on, it's going to take courage to do what I'm going to tell you to do. It's going to take what? Courage. And see, that's not, listen, that's not just true for Joshua, folks. That's true for everyone in this room. It's going to take courage to do what God drops in your heart. Tell your neighbor's going to take courage. And a good example of courage for me is what I've seen my Bishop Butler do. Come on, say amen, somebody. Come on, he's been the standard, not only for me, but so many other pastors, folks. Come on, God used him to demonstrate not just strength, but God used him to demonstrate real courage to follow your heart and do what God told him to do. See, I was there when God told him to fly from Southfield to Atlanta all the way over to Phoenix all in one day. That takes courage. I was there when God told him to plant all these churches all the way around. That takes courage. Come on, are you with me out here? Even him going into Europe, Eastern black countries. How do you know that takes courage? Because that's where the seat of Antichrist is supposed to be. So that takes what? Courage. Now, I know we give Jesus the glory. 
But guess what? It takes somebody walking it out. It takes somebody stepping out and doing it. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. And you see, the things that I see him do, and he's done it for so many decades, I mean, it's just, yeah, mind-boggling. <laughs> and I thank God I have a bishop that I can follow like that. So come on, say amen, somebody. See, I appreciate the courage that word of, the Word of Faith ministry has demonstrated for me. Amen. Amen. And the standard in which Bishop and Pastor Deborah Butler has set for all of us. And I give honor where honor is due. Yes. Let me say it again. I give honor where honor is, come on, due. And see, Joshua had to step up. And he had to step up and do what nobody had done. That took what? Courage. Come on. He had to step off into things. He had to take what God said to him, folks. And he had to follow what God had placed on the inside of him. And see, courage is what? It's following your heart and not your what? Head. Come on. It's to follow your heart and not popular opinion. And it's not following the trends of that day. It's not, following, it's not following the latest fashion of the kingdom, even of God. Come on, say amen, somebody. What is it? It's following your heart and doing what God put on the inside of you. Somebody say following your heart. And listen, it's not even examining what God has put on the inside of everybody else so that you can find out what he's put on the inside of you. See, I can take information, and I can get ideas, and I can get inspired by other people, but in the end, I'm responsible to do what God has assigned me to do. Oh, come on, y'all with me out there. And the people say all the time, when are you going to start this? When are you going to do that? When are you going to do like, like, like everybody else? See, there are all kind of right things to do. But they are not all God things to do. Come on, y'all listen to me right. Amen. It takes courage, folks, to, to do what God put on the inside of you. But guess what? It takes courage to weed out what other people are trying to put inside you. Come on, are you with me out here? Come on, it takes courage to do what? Follow your heart and not your head. It takes courage to follow an assignment and follow it all the way through the end. Amen. And Joshua had that courage for the assignment God gave him as he was stepping into the land of promise. What was that? That was the city of Jericho, folks. Somebody say Jericho. Amen. What was it? it was, that was a threatening city. It had huge walls. If anything was going to test your courage, that was going to be the test. Come on all with me. Amen. They were powerful people on the inside of the walls. They were powerful. But what Joshua didn't know is this. They were all terrified inside those walls. They were what? They were, ter they were terrified about a people that they heard about who was now coming into their territory. And listen to this. Too often, 
We have been the last ones to find out that Satan is the one who's trembling in our presence. Oh, come on. Say amen, somebody. Amen. He's the one that's trembling in our presence, but we're not thinking that way. But it takes courage to think that way. Tell your neighbor, it takes courage. It takes courage to keep that in your what? In your mind. Amen. But often it not only takes courage, but it takes encouragement. So we're going to eventually talk about encouragement. Come on, are you with me out here? But before we do that, amen, I want to give you another definition of the word courage. Courage is not only to follow your heart. One dictionary translation gives us the idea that courage is to have a buoyant spirit. Somebody say buoyant spirit. To have a what? Buoyant spirit. That means when something comes to drag you down, you kick it loose and right back to the top you go. Because why? Because you are buoyant. Somebody say I'm buoyant. Listen to me, folks. God has something on the inside of you that will bring you right back where you belong if you will just kick loose the kinds of things that are trying to pull you under. Somebody say, I got to kick it loose. Come on, say, I got to kick it loose. Come on. We've had a lot of help with stuff pulling us under. But what happened? Courage. Courage does what? Kicks it loose. Saying it kicks it loose. Courage refuses to allow it to keep speaking to you. Are you with me out here? See, stuff around you will talk to you. Come on, you mind what I'm talking about? Come on, inanimate objects will talk to you. Pain will talk to you. Come on, strategies will talk to you. And if you don't talk back, They'll keep talking, or if you, if you talk their language, they will even talk louder. So you got what? You got to change the conversation and talk back to the kind of nonsense that's talking to you, having a what? Buoyant spirit. Somebody say buoyant spirit. Come on, say buoyant spirit. Now, we would like to say, and some people, you know, you talk to them, they'll say, Oh, I've never had a bad day. And nothing ever pulls me down. I'm too strong for that pastor. I'm so strong that nothing ever pulls me down. You know what? I'm really glad for you. So you just pray for me. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. <laughs> Amen. I haven't arrived at your level yet. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. But there's something I learned. And that is when something gets on you and drags you or drags you under, you got to kick it loose and you got to do it now. Somebody say, you got to do it now. You cannot play with it. You cannot ponder it. You cannot recite it to somebody else so they'll help you with your depression. Come on, say amen, somebody. 
Because there are plenty of people that will do that. They'll help you in your depression. Come on. You got to kick it loose and let the Holy Spirit take you right back to the top. Because why? You're buoyant. Come on, say I'm buoyant. Courage. But it often takes encouragement. Are you with me out here? Hallelujah. And next time we're going to talk about the power of encouragement. And we're going to talk about one of the unsung heroes in the word of God. In the book of Acts. A man named Barnabas. Who was a man of, they even called him the son of encouragement. Lift your hands and give God praise. Come on, lift your hands and give God glory. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and give God honor. Hallelujah. For, for some of you in this room, it's going to require courage to go to the next level that God is calling you to. Because it may be something that you say, not me. Come on, say amen. God, you know you got the wrong person. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. And it looks like how in the world is that ever going to happen in the situation I'm in right now? And what God would do, God would tell you to step out into some things or do some things that doesn't make sense to you. And it's going to require a lot of courage to step out and just do what God has placed in your heart. Hallelujah. So lift your hands before the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, 